How's everybody doing today? Nice and warm, enjoying the 75 degree temperatures that are in Florida. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, nice and white out there. If you love winter and you love snow, congratulations. If you're like me, we're one day closer to spring. So let's hold on to that hope. Amen? Amen. Well, good. Good to see everybody. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to be here to share the word today, to finish up and wrap up the prayer series. Uh, and I always look forward to this time of year because I kind of like the prayer thing, you know, a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, as we wrap up today, as we wrap up the series, the, the focus uh, uh, on today is going to be executing the plan, executing the plan. How many of us last year had plans? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we had plans. Plans are good. Everybody say plans are good. Yeah, they are good. I like plans. I I like. I'm sorry. I was getting. I got it here. We're we're good. We'll get to that too. That's part of this. It is not a part of the plan. You know, it's really funny. I. If anybody knows me, you know I kind of like plans. I also like spreadsheets. I also like dry eraser boards. Can you picture dry eraser boards down the sides of here and just uh, warms my heart, but okay. Dreams. That will be for another time. All right. But, you know, plans uh, should contain the priorities, right? Last year, like most of us, because I'm sure you all did, you put together a personal plan for yourself, right? We all did that. Everybody who put together a personal plan and wrote, wrote nobody's raising their hand? No? No? We got one over here. Amen, sister. All right. Well, last year, you know, I, I put together a couple pages of, of a plan and, uh, you know, was kind of excited about it. There's some really good things on here, and you, can, you can't really read it, but you can tell there's more than one word on it. Uh, but but I, I had this plan. I had the, this thought process of what I'm going to accomplish in 2020. How'd that go? Yeah, it didn't go so good. Yeah, shook up the snow globe, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had the best of intentions. I had this plan. I shared my plan. Some with people that were willing and some that were not so willing, but gracious enough to just sit there. Sorry, Shelly. Uh, and, and I shared that plan. I shared my plan with the elders, and, and we discussed my plan. Ex exciting stuff, right? Well, my plan got disrupted, right? How many of us for 2020 had our plans, written or unwritten, disrupted? Yeah, two hands going up over here and, and, and so on. Plans were disrupted. 
But God has a plan. God has a plan. And His plan does not get disrupted. We, we've heard, has anybody heard, and this is kind of one of those softball, softball questions, right? Has anybody heard that God has a plan, right? God's plan. Well, today we're, we're, we're going to look at that a little bit and try to understand what God's plan is for the next six hours. This, no, no. <laughs> Somebody's clapping. Or, or that was resuscitating. I, I don't know what was going on over there. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I finished up my final touches on my notes last night because, you know, kind of like, that's my plan, right? You put it together. And, and, and I always print it out the night before because you don't know. Well, guess what happened about 1.30? Power went out. <laughs> it's like, that's not part of the plan. You know, but those things happen. And it knocked me off course. But fortunately, I was able to have, have this uh, pre-printed. So we were ready to go. So the big idea today, it's his plan. And his plan is better than our plan. Would you agree with that, kind of coming out of the gate? Couple, a couple cautious, I don't know, could be a trick question. Yeah, his plan is better than our plan. See, the key is it's his plan. It's his plan, not our plan. If it was our plan, you know what it would sound like? Hmm, probably sound a lot like this. Uh, things on here, but it, it, it would be about who? It'd be about me. It's my plan. I'm going to put things together that are about me. I would be central in that plan. But we talk about God's plan. What is His plan? If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 55. Verses 8 and 9. Let me take a look at that. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Glory to God. Thank God that His thoughts are different than my thoughts, right? Because we've already established that if it was my thoughts, it'd probably be all about me. But His ways are different. My ways are, were plotted out, but it got disrupted. It got derailed. It was thrown off. So point number one today is that it's not my plan. It's His plan. His ways are better than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's His plan. Well, who does God want to execute His plan? I'm glad you asked. The church. Oh, what, LifePoint? Life well, inclusive of LifePoint, but I'm talking about the church. 
the body of Christ. Let me tell you a story. Like stories. A couple people rolled their eyes. I can go on all day. Back uh, in high school, I was part of the baseball team. People know that, you know, I play a little baseball and everything. But one of the great time of year uh, is when baseball starts. And, and for me back then, it was uh, like January 3rd, whatever that Monday is. The school, get, well, I don't even know that school was back in yet. But we would get up at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. We'd meet in the high school gym, and we would have practice for about an hour and a half before school would start. Oh, that's good stuff right there. So what we did is you, you would get there, and of course you'd warm up and everything, and then each of the position players, uh, the, they would go off into different areas, okay? And they would work on drills. So uh, I was a catcher. So there were certain drills that I did. Uh, there were certain things that I did. Uh, balls would come in and, and I would kind of block. And, and I'm not going to get on my knees because I'm not 18 anymore. But I would get down and block. And you practice a skill. You practice a, a, an isolated skill and you blocked. Okay? And that was one. There's others that you would practice how you throw. And then... There would be some things that we could do on our own without anybody else's involvement. One of my favorites, sarcastically, was running steps. Okay, There was certain floors and you'd run up the steps. And you can't jump, you have to touch every step. All the way up, all the way up. How many went to Sheller High School? Any, no, nobody here? Okay. Well, you know how many floors there were and you'd run up and run down. And you'd do that to build up... Uh, the muscles that you would need in performing that function. Okay? So there's things you, you could do individually. There's things that you could do in a uh, in paired up. And then there's some things that you would do in small groups. The terminology sound... Uh, to, I got a fan right there. All right. Uh, that you would do in small groups. So we would have the infield. And we would have infield practice where we would... Uh, be able to use some of these skills and, and, and we build ourselves up and, and we would practice in small groups. Does that terminology sound a little familiar to anybody here today? Small groups. All right, good. Catch on, right? Uh, so then we would practice that. And then the outfielders would be in their small group. And the pitchers would be over in their small group. And then we would come together. All of us, the weather gets a little nicer, we go outside, we get on the field, and, and we would work together in a full practice. Sometimes, uh, you know, the coach would hit balls out in situations, we would call that situations, right? And, and you practice situations, and he would teach how the game was to be played. Who is supposed to be covering? Who's supposed to move where? And how we could all work together as a team. It didn't automatically come to us on how to work together as a team. We had to work on that. So we worked together to do that. And sometimes we really tripped over ourselves. You know, 
cutoff man, you, you hit it on this side, you catch and, and throw, and you, you know, you practice those things. But still, it was practice. We were preparing for something. Right? We were preparing for something. That wasn't the game. Instead, uh, we would prepare and then finally opportunity to play a game would come. And our team would go on the field. And my coach always would say, and this is Coach Matulovic, said, you just can't go out there and throw your gloves on the field and expect to win the game. You have to apply yourself. You have to take everything that you've learned and how you work together as a team and the motivation to do these things and you've got to go out there and actually do it. In high school, year after year, the people that came before me and the people came after, we were a championship team. We accomplished much. We were a championship. We won our division. We won uh, Whippeals. You know, and what's a whippeal? Some other time. Uh, you know, so over the years that I played there, we were a winning team. What does this have to do with God's plan? Is God's plan baseball? No. But for me, God taught me some things through baseball. But as some of you kind of figured out by now, God's plan has individual assignments, right? Each one of us, like a position player, has to be taught how to do the drills, how to get better within the scope of what you're doing individually. God has an assignment for you. Listen, God has an assignment for you individually, a purpose for you individually. And He has a purpose and He has a plan for us to come together as the body of Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about that as us coming together. Uh, some of us are eyes. Some of us are ears. Some of us are hands. Some of us are knees. But we come together as the body of Christ. But just like practice, and when we come together on a Sunday and we're coming together as the body of Christ, that's not the epitome of what we're to do. This is like the practice in baseball. We have to engage in the game. We have to go beyond our practice field. We have to go on and play the game. Okay, well, we talked a, a, a lot so far. It's, we know it's His plan. We know that the church is going to execute the plan. But Dan, what's the plan? <laughs> what's the plan? Tell, we talk about the plan all the time. But what is the substance of the plan? I'm glad you asked. It's the gospel message. Oh, well, that's. No, no, no. It's the gospel message. God's redemptive plan for sinful humanity. You know, I, I, I like that because it simplifies what it is. But sometimes when we hear a, a concise phrase like that that captures that idea, sometimes we 
uh, we miss the depth of what that is. But boy, it is awesome to know that God has a plan for sinful humanity. Now, I'm going to run through some, a few scriptures to point this out. You should write these down and look at them closer later. Okay? Because we could spend a lot of time on that, and we're not going to do that today. But, number one, our sin has separated us from God. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Also, you can tie with that Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our sin has separated us from God. We've got to understand that there's a separation there. Point two, we can do nothing to remove our sin. We can't. Oh, but I'll be good. We can't. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Again, you don't have to look there. Write this down, and, and we'll, you can study it later. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. You can't do anything to save yourself. Number three. Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He paid for our sins. Ah. Ah. Do you hear what, what, what we're saying here? Let's, let's look at 1 John 1, 7 and 8. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. We can't do anything. He only can. And He did. He already did. The shed blood of Jesus. Hmm. Before, through faith, we receive forgiveness and eternal life with Him. Romans 6.23, we've read this already. But for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And finally, the last point, we can receive Jesus' free gift. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So, what's the substance of God's plan? The substance is the Gospel message. Okay, what is the Gospel message? And that is those points brought out. That is the priority of God's plan. 
Well, are, are you saying that God doesn't want us to be, um, uh, you know, happy or something? No, no. The priority is, is salvation. God wants us to be saved. He, his desire is for us to be with Him for all eternity. The benefits that He has include a lot of things. But what, what does the... Bible say, seek first His kingdom. And all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about those things. Seek first His kingdom. Amen? <laughs> Am I being ridiculed? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> Agreeing. Alright. Woo! So, we know that it's His plan. He wants the church to execute the plan. And now we know the substance of the plan. Is that good enough? We have a lot of knowledge. We know who. Kind of know the what. Have a nice day. Something's missing, right? Something is missing. And this is the verse that um, Pastor has already shared this morning. Matthew 28. Let's turn there. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. You see, we, we know it's His plan. We know that we, as part of the church, are to be involved in executing that plan. But well, now we, we have our marching orders. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19. Everybody there, it says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we now have our marching orders. What's the very first thing that we have to do? Go! We've got to get out of our practice field and go! We are not just to play church, we are not just to continuously practice, but we are to go. For some of us, that means as we have our world, the people that we interact with, we go there. For others may have a call uh, from, from God to, to go to Panama, to go to West Virginia, to go to Atwater, and in some cases, go to the address that you live at. But go! Action! Well, how, how do we accomplish the plan? It's, okay, I, I get what the plan is, and part of the church, we're supposed to do that, and 
okay, and, and we're going to go. Um, what do I do? You share the gospel. But it's so dependent on me. You know what? You didn't come up with the gospel. You're just the mailman. Mailman doesn't create the bills. Don't get mad at him. He didn't create it. He didn't create all the good things that you might get in the mail. The free sample from Tide, right? You know, free Tide Pod, I don't know. But he didn't create that. You didn't create the gospel. It's his message. But he's telling you to go and share his message. Well, what if they reject me? It's his message. Your instruction is to go share the gospel. Well, to who? What's it say here? Verse 19, go and make disciples of all nations. That identifies who we go to. All nations. Well, that's everybody except the people that are in Canada. No. It includes all nations. Well, it's a little cold up there. They need the Gospel too. Alright. I got it. It's His plan. Got it. Better than my plan. Part of the church. I'm going to execute the plan. I know the substance of the plan. I've worked at, at, at home and reading my devotions, reading the Word, like the drills in baseball, right? Then I come together in small groups and I, I, I work with the small groups and I'm building up and I'm building up. All right. Good. Then we come together as a church body and, and we practice working together as the church body. All right. We got our marching orders. All right. You feeling it? Got the marching orders? Go to all nations. All right. I'm feeling it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Who's with me? <laughs> All right. There's something else. Ah! There is an enemy. Ooh. And guess what? He has a plan too. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What have we been preparing for? What have we worked on? What have we been practicing for? For the fun of it? Or for the purpose of it? There is an enemy. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. See, the devil wants to disrupt God's plan. Alright? He wants to disrupt God's plan. He wants to knock us off course. Well, how do we deal with that? 
I'm glad you asked. Because now, we've just come full circle to what we've been studying for the last month. Wow. What do you mean? Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ten through thirteen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. This is what we've been talking about for the last month. Does that make sense? For some of us, maybe we need to revisit or rethink those things that we talked about. Oh, well, we, God's plan, and, and we have a part in that plan. Great. And, uh, and, and I'm going to uh, execute. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to make disciples. All right. But there's an enemy, and the enemy's trying to disrupt that plan. And we are wise because we've studied God's Word we know His schemes. And we are putting on the full armor of God as we've been taught. As we've prepared. As we close this morning, understand, it's not our plan. If it was, if it was our plan, it'd be like Dan's plan right here. Maybe it looked good on paper for a moment, for a few weeks. But when disruption came, that plan got knocked off. Those goals had become less important. Some of them were still important, but I got sidetracked. Battling the murder hornets. As I close out today, I want everybody, whether you're here or whether you're watching online in one way or another, I want you to repeat. We're going to pray together. I'll say, you repeat. I want you to do that at home too. You guys willing? Alright. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus to be Lord of my life now and forevermore. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus died for my sins and that You raised Him from the dead. I say with my mouth, that Jesus Christ is my Lord. According to Your Word, Father, I'm now saved. 
forgiven and born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that this morning, whether you're at home or here, and you believe in your heart, you've just confessed and you just received Jesus, you will spend eternity with Him. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope you all have a, a great week. Uh, Wednesday, I want to remind those that are able to come on out for our, our prayer hour from 7 to 8 o'clock. This week's focus are going to be general prayer requests. So you have prayer requests for yourself, your family, your friends. Bring those, and we're going to be praying on those. Amen? Have a great week.